0: Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the After Party, a TSF Network podcast. We are so excited you are here. I'm Annie F. Downs, one of the co-founders of the That Sounds Fun Network.
1: And I'm Fallon Clue, the Director of Operations here at TSF Network. And this podcast is just a little mixtape of purposeful, encouraging, and fun content from across all the shows who are part of our podcast network. We are so glad that you found us.
0: Yes, Fallon, this is so fun. Okay, and just a heads up, you guys, throughout this podcast feed, you're going to be hearing from all the amazing people that work at TSF Network as we all take a seat as the host of this podcast. We're going to share episodes every day, Monday through Friday, from each of our incredible shows that are part of this network. But for the next couple of weeks, Fallon and I
1: are thrilled to be your host. Hello, Fallon, let's host together. (laughs) I know, Annie, this is so fun. Okay, so before we dive in, let us wish you a very happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! And in celebration, today's episode is from our friend Stephanie Mae Wilson from the Girls' Night Podcast, and it's called How to Get on the Same Page About Holiday Celebrations with Your Spouse. So in this episode, Stephanie and her husband Carl share all about their first Valentine's Day together and how they learned to set expectations for these types of holidays. Oh,
0: perfect way to start the show. Perfect way to start today's episode, Fallon. I am so excited that Stephanie Mae Wilson and the Girls' Night podcast is a part of TSF Network. This episode is so good. We hope you enjoy it.
2: Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends and I cannot wait to get started. So friends, officially welcome to season 17 of the Girls' Night Podcast. I am super excited to be back. We have some really amazing guests lined up and I cannot wait to introduce you to them today's guest really doesn't need an introduction because y'all already know him. Today, my sweet and amazing husband, Carl Wilson, is joining me back on the show. I'm really excited about today's conversation. Today, we're talking about how to plan holiday celebrations with your spouse and talk through your expectations. Valentine's Day is this week, and so in honor of that, we're going to tell you the story of our very first Valentine's Day together. Spoiler alert, it was a bit of a disaster. And we're gonna tell you how we learned very quickly that talking through your expectations is a must for a healthy and happy marriage one, but for happy celebrations throughout the year. Here's just a few of the other things that we talk about in this episode. We'll talk about how to plan for special occasions like Valentine's Day or birthdays and get on the same page about gifts and what you're gonna do to celebrate. We'll talk about how to split up time between families during holidays like Thanksgiving or Christmas, and also how to think about what traditions you might wanna create together. We'll also tell you the story behind our new course, The Marriage Starter Kit, and um, how it came to be, what it's about, and I can't wait to tell you uh, all about it. Friends, if you have ever felt disappointed after a holiday because things didn't go the way that you hoped they would, I think a lot of us feel that way, this conversation is for you. But before we dive in, if anyone is still looking for a treat for themselves or for their significant other for Valentine's Day this week, I have a great idea. So I'm so excited to share with you that registration is currently open this week for my two relationship courses, my best-selling course, Love Your Single Life, and our newest course, The Marriage Starter Kit. Friends, I would love to have you join us for either one of these courses, and I wanna tell you just a little bit about them. So Love Your Single Life is a four-week course that teaches a step-by-step plan to savor, enjoy, and truly make the most of your single life, all while setting yourself up for amazing relationships and marriage in the future. We have had more than 7,000 women join us for the course in the last few years. And I will honestly never get over the ways that God has used it in women's lives. Registration for the course only opens up twice a year and the next time won't be for at least another six months. You can find out all about the course at loveyoursinglelife.com. That link will also be in our show notes. Again, that's loveyoursinglelife.com and you can sign up there too. But make sure to do it soon because registration is closing again at the end of the week. Next is the course that both Carl and I teach, and it's called the Marriage Starter Kit. This six-week course is for couples in their first few years of marriage. And in it, you'll learn what you can do today to set yourselves up for the marriage, the family, and the future that you both want. So again, registration for both of these courses is open right this second. We've never done this before. We've never done it at the same time, but they're open right this second and they'll be open all week. And so make sure to head to my website. It's stephaniemaywilson.com and all of the information will be there for both courses. You can check them out and see if either of them would be a good fit for you right now. The other thing I wanted to say is I know that some of you may be listening to this episode after registration week is over. If that's you, go ahead and go to my website anyway and check out the courses. That way you can see if they'd be a good fit for you and you can get your name on the waiting list there too. That way you'll be the first to know next time registration opens up. All right, friends. With all of that said, let's jump into the episode. Here's my conversation with Carl. You guys. Welcome to season seventeen, of the Girls Night Podcast. Welcome. I cannot believe it's been seventeen seasons.
3: That's really wild. Seventeen. Actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Carl Wilson, welcome back to the Thank show. Thank you, long time listener. <laughs> That's not true. Third
3: time, third time guest. I don't know how many times.
2: I don't know, but I don't I know think, either. I, it honestly hasn't been recently because I think that the last time, the last time we recorded, we were either sitting on the couch,
3: yeah,
2: crowded around a microphone, or We were sitting in our closet, and I can't really remember.
3: Yeah, I don't know either. Probably, well, probably closet.
2: Probably closet. Probably closet. Um, So, I'm really glad to have you back. We have a new setup that we're kind of working on here at Girls' Night. We need something above here. So, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. Um, But I'm really, really excited to start off a new season. I have some big dreams for this next year. Um, and I also am so excited to have you here because we have something really fun starting or I mean, happening this week. Yeah. We'll talk about this much more at the end. Uh, but you guys who have been around here for a while know or may know that we, for the very first time last year, taught a marriage course and it wasn't technically a marriage course. It was more like a marriage prep course, right?
3: Yeah. It was primarily for, we originally thought it was going to be for people who, um, were we're engaged or about to be engaged and kind of heading into what it looks like. And it would be all things. Here's how to do engagement well. Here's how to plan, you know, your wedding, a lot of like mix of practical, but also all of the other things that go into that, you know, how to make the most of this time together and also as an individual before your your wedding. And
2: and it was awesome. We yeah. loved the couples that we got to meet. We had like 50 couples join us, which mm-hmm. was really, really cool. Um the one thing the thing that we ended up loving the most, uh, Carl offered this to the guys at first. And it was like one-on-one calls with him. And he would come out after doing a call with one of the guys. I the the girls and I planned initially to do a Facebook group and you would come out after the calls with the guys and you would have had such a good time that I halfway through was like, I'm very jealous we're doing our own calls too. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but it was on those calls that I feel like we got a better sense of kind of what we want to be talking about. Yeah. I feel like our very best conversations the whole time throughout the course were with couples who were actually already married.
3: Yeah. There's just something different. Marriage is one of those things that is hard to understand until you've done a little bit of it. It's hard to know everything is just theoretical. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives it a different context when it's not theoretical anymore. And it's actually, the conversation changed from just, for example, if you're having a fight about, or if you have a fight about this in the future, these are some things to think about to, we're fighting about this right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. What do yeah. we do? Yeah.
2: Um, and so anyway, that um we have changed the name.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, of course, it was called Tie the Knot, but since it's really more geared towards couple who couples who have already done that, uh, we're calling it the marriage starter kit. And we're super excited about that. And really, it's for couples who are really for newlyweds. Um, but I know that we're probably gonna have people asking us about this. If you are engaged, or if you have been married for however long, or if you're seriously dating and the stuff that we're going to talk about sounds like it's something like yeah. it sounds like a conversation you want to have right now, you're totally welcome to join us. But really, yeah. this is helping couples lay a foundation in their first couple years of marriage. And we'll talk about it later. But anyway, that is why
3: it's, just, it's, yeah, it's not that it's not for people who are engaged or about to be engaged, we just want to kind of shift the focus a little bit away from specifically the the event and single day of a wedding and more into the beginnings of a marriage. And so when we say newlyweds, that's kind of up to you all yeah. to decide if you are that. Yeah. And so, it's you know, we've been married for a year. Are we still newlyweds? If you feel like you're still newlyweds or you you wanna just join, then yeah, yeah you can be yeah. newlyweds. We, we've been married for five years. Are we still newlyweds? Like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, do you qualify? Sure. It's yeah. more about attitude than like a specific time, time of yeah, time yeah. frame.
2: So we'll give more details, like I said, later. Um, and uh if you wanna check out the course, um, I would say go to just my regular website it'll be up top there yep. it's stephaniemaywilson.com um i want to give you guys a million more details but i also really want to get into why we have you here today totally um carl before we yes. dive in i do want to ask you i'm not going to ask you for a fun fact cool but i think instead well so backing up just a little bit um today's questions were prepared by my amazing podcast producer kate kate is like Just my right-hand gal. I don't honestly know what I would do without her. And so she put these questions together. So really, Kate is our host today. Um, She's sort of like our silent host. Um, But one of the questions that she had for for the beginning, since we've had you do a bunch of fun facts, um, she wanted to just ask like how we're doing. You know, we're parents of two-year-olds now. And the last time we probably gave an update about like how it's going (laughs) was a while ago. And so... Um, Yeah, we're going to start off with that. Uh, This is Carl. You're my husband. (laughs) I am. That's that's that. But um, how are we doing right now?
3: Um, I think we're doing awesome. I think that every day I love what we're doing as a family more. There are new and different, you know, challenges. The things that are hard now weren't even like, an idea a year ago of like, what do you, what do you mean? You don't want to, you know, you want to run around the halls, and not go to bed. Like <laughs> you could not Lock. run around anywhere yeah. a year ago. And uh, you have opinions now and you have attitudes and, and all those kind of things. And so what that, how that's changed our dynamic as parents has introduced all of, you know, these new questions and thoughts and feelings and we're, thinking about you know where do we send them to daycare slash schools, like preschool. And what does that conversation look like for us as a couple? And so I think that there's always something new, but I do like each part more than the one before as a parent and also as a husband, the things that we get to do and the way that we get to build a a family and a life. So it's parenting for sure is one of those things like marriage that's really hard to wrap your head around realistically until you're in it. And I think that the tricky part is where with like marriage you're married to like we change, we grow and evolve, but like at this point in life, we're pretty much who we're going to be. Being a parent is totally different because they're not even close to who they're going to be. They're different week to week. Mm -hmm. And so it's just constantly this Two little moving targets <laughs> running around all over the place. And it's it's really cool though.
2: They are hilarious.
3: They are very funny. I They've inherited that. And I love it. <laughs> well, it's up to, it's up to <laughs> other people to decide.
2: Uh, all right. I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. Let's get to Kate's questions. So I want to... The reason that I wanted to talk about... Valentine's Day is because it as you're listening to this, it may actually be Valentine's Day or it's Valentine's Day week. Valentine's and
3: Day season.
2: Va- it's yeah. Valentine's Day season. Like everything turned pink, like pretty much right after, after New, New Year's. New year's yeah. yeah. Valentine's Day has always been really hard for me. I think when I was single, it was always this unwelcome reminder of my singleness. And mm-hmm. the, you know, it felt like even if it wasn't true. It felt like everyone around me was getting more attention, more yeah. love, more affirmation, more appreciation, more everything than I was. And I think that I expected that to stop once we got, once we started dating yeah. and got married. But I think that the Valentine's Day conversation changes as you get married or as you get into a relationship because all of a sudden there's, because the comparison piece doesn't go away. Right. You're seeing, You know, how many bouquets of flowers so and so's husband got them instead of like, and you're holding one, or, you know, it's, it just is this holiday that I think sets us all up for like massive romantic failure. Mm -hmm. And once we're in a relationship, and I think the things that we learned really early on from some Valentine's Day fiascos have helped us out so much when it comes to all of the other big milestones and holidays that we encounter throughout the year, like anniversaries, this is when we started dating, Christmas, you know, I mean, there are just all kinds of celebrations throughout the year where everyone can end up disappointed if you don't do a couple things. And I'm really grateful that we learned those things. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I want to start out. Oh, I want to start out by talking about our first Valentine's Day. Sure.
3: We've told this story before, I think.
2: I know, but it's really worth repeating. Yeah,
3: cool. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll do the short version. So Carl pursued me hard when we started dating. Like you pulled out all the stops. You were so thoughtful and intentional and romantic. And part of it was that you were leaving. You left the country like very shortly after. Yeah, We
3: dated for two weeks and then I was gone for like two or three weeks. And so I knew I had to like make an impression or you are that you are
2: I'm gonna yeah. like forget about yours. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um so yeah you worked you worked really really hard um yeah. to to do really special things for me while you were gone and we went on really great dates. We both really love food. Yeah. We both really appreciate a good restaurant. Um we love traveling. So because of that for our first Valentine's Day I thought that we were like steadily climbing up a mountain. Yeah. And I was also really excited about Valentine's Day because this was my first you know, Valentine's Day having a significant other in like a really long time. So I thought that it was like, you know, kind of a train like tick, 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 ticking up. And I thought that Valentine's Day was going to be like the pinnacle date. Totally. (laughs) You, in the the midst of all of this, as we're talking about our Valentine's Day plans, you start telling me, I think that we were maybe hanging out one time and a Red Lobster commercial came on TV. I
3: think what happened was it was... Well, no. No, you
2: got a gift card for your birthday. I got birthday.
3: a gift card for my birthday
2: from our from our where which we was worked. in
3: at the end of October, and I had been saving it for just the right occasion. <laughs> and I decided that this was the right occasion. It was like
2: a twenty dollars gift card. So first of all, uh, that I wasn't, don't know. It wasn't like going very far.
3: Well, I guess I don't know how far that gets you at Red Lobster. I
2: don't. Yeah, I don't either.
3: Maybe, Maybe not as far, as far as a lot of biscuits. As far yeah. as I used to.
2: Uh, inflation. Yeah. Um, so so you had this gift card. Yeah. We're talking about this gift card. And you start saying, I think, as a yeah. joke, that we're going to go to Red Lobster for Valentine's Day. Yeah. In your head...
3: It might have started out as a joke, in fact.
2: But then I thought, I kept... But then
3: the way, yeah.
2: I kept thinking, like, no, you're not really... You're not really so, going to take me there.
3: And it became a challenge.
2: And so every time we talk about it, I'd say, Carl, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? And he would go, we're going to Red Lobster. To Red Lobster. Um, and the more you would talk about it, the higher my expectations Rose. Yes. Until we get to Valentine's Day.
3: Yeah.
2: And what was your plan?
3: We're going to Red Lobster.
2: Well, so I feel like you have to talk about why.
3: Um so I get for one because it's just all of what we were doing and all of these dates and everything like this like was the other stuff. The other side, the romantic side, the fancy side, the like pursuit, the like wooing Side of things. And it kind of, for me, this way of like taking all of this stuff that's supposed to be this, right? That this, like, but it's all artificial. Valentine's Day is all the things like that expectation and stuff like that. I'm, like, this is all around you right now. And you like this idea that it has to be somewhat like something bigger and better and more just because of this one arbitrary day is like so backwards. So, what if it's like about the things that really matter what if it's about just us being able to be anywhere and sit across from each other and have dinner and it not have to be all this artificial stuff but just be real stuff and be be together and the challenge of you don't think it's going to happen and <laughs> i'm here to tell you that if you tell me that i won't do something i will do that thing you need if we're if this is going to go any further you need to understand this and i need to understand that you are willing to say Yes, I will go to Red Lobster with you. I feel like that's what you want to do. I feel like we should also preface this with like I don't really eat like seafood. No, I've never been to a Red Lobster in my life. So it was basically
2: just like this is a random chain restaurant that like. Can
3: we make this?
2: Can we make fun? fun Can we make
3: this romantic? Can we make this? Yeah. If we can do the, if we can have a romantic date night at Red Lobster, we can be romantic and in love anywhere. Sorry, um, <laughs> sorry, Red Lobster. <laughs> really, I know, I if know, you love Red Lobster, then more power to you. Like I said, we've never been. Yeah. One of these years we're gonna go. And yeah. but so I guess spoiler alert, we didn't go to we, Red Lobster. And you'll you, hear,
2: we're like, we're not fancy. You'll hear our act our our current tradition. Yeah. It was it if if you're thinking, I like Red Lobster, yeah. You know, just totally. wait, we're with you. So yeah, we when we got it, Valentine's Day came and the day was a little bit set up for failure, I think, because like you, I think really genuinely were going to go get me flowers and like,
3: you know. We just had a rough, like, it really was messy like, day at work.
2: Yeah. So it just, it sort of just didn't happen the way that you planned. Yeah. And then, so you come over to pick me up and I'm like, where are we going? And
3: you're like. That's another one of those things for me is I, I appreciate flowers. I appreciate like, I, I get that certain things you just have to, to do. I just, the flowers is one of the things that like, the surge pricing <laughs> on Valentine's flowers, I just have such a hard time with. Go
2: on. Um, so you come to pick me up and I'm like, where are we going? And you're like, we're going to Red Lobster. Yeah. And I burst into tears. Totally. Just totally cried. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, really what happened is that we didn't actually talk about our expectations right. for that day. Yeah. So we ended up finding, you know, kind of a random place to eat. We ended up having a good time at a place...
3: We went to the place. It was actually really cool. Like, it was, like, live music and...
2: They had, like, a, you know... The basement. ...fixed, like, uh, fixed price menu or fixed yeah. menu or something upstairs. The so cool then the whole
3: thing is everywhere has the fixed menu. And what if I don't want your cheesy, again, surge pricing, four-ounce steak for... Anyway.
2: You probably do if it's cheesy.
3: Well, I guess it depends.
2: <laughs> um... So I but I really think that that was like we ended up having a really good time and that was
3: <laughs> like it's the kind of thing where like sorry I just feel like it's the kind of thing where like places that that just like people do weird people do weird stuff people do weird stuff and they totally become someone different on Valentine's Day and it's in my head I have this picture of a place that would never serve seafood not red lobster like serving oysters because it's Valentine's Day. And you're like, stop it. That's not, don't do that. Be yourself on Valentine's Day. Yep, yep. Yep.
2: So I think that really what happened was that we just needed to talk about our expectations. We just needed to talk about like, what does Valentine's Day mean to you? And how do you want to celebrate it? And so we did. Um, Based on that night, kind of not going well, the next Valentine's Day or for, for next year, we talked about it and we're like, what? Does this day mean to us, yeah. and how do we actually want to spend it? And what we decided was, you do get me flowers every year, which we can we can talk about for this year. It's fine. Um,
3: I pick them out of the neighbor's <laughs> yard. I don't.
2: <I> don't. Actually, <laughs> he you said that so quietly. I really, <laughs> I really yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I pick them out of the neighbor's yard just for for I'm reference." Not
3: paying. <laughs> um,
2: so you do you do get me flowers. And we decided that we, instead of it being like bigger and better every totally. year, Valentine's Day gift, we decided to give it a category. Yeah. And because it's February and February is cold and kind of uncomfortable everywhere, we decided that we wanted to do soft things. Yeah. And so the next year that, so this was our first year married. Um, I told you that I wanted like a big spa robe. Yeah. And we went to Macy's to go pick one out. And so it's it's actually Valentine's Day.
3: I think because this was the nicest place. Macy's was the nicest place at the mall where we lived.
2: That's that's
3: probably true. Probably true.
2: Or we had you know what it probably was? We probably had a wedding gift card.
3: Oh, definitely did. We
2: definitely had a wedding gift card from like a vacuum or returned like
3: some pans or something. Yeah.
2: So so we went to Macy's and we're getting a big fluffy robe on a gift card. And this sweet woman was there. And we we (laughs) walk
3: we walk into the
2: into the like like sexy stuff section at Macy's. Yeah, the
3: robes are tucked back behind like the lingerie, which is also just exploded all over the place because it's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day right.
2: yeah. So we're walk we like are walking through all of the lingerie and we get like a huge
3: Excuse robe. Me. <laughs> and, yeah. Do you have any giant <laughs> oversized robes? <laughs> and,
2: so we're checking out and the woman, was, uh, you know, is chatting with us and finds out that we are we're newlyweds. Yeah. We've gotten married like less than a year. Yeah, yeah. less than a year ago. And she just lost it. Yeah, she like
3: watch her like short circuit. (laughs) She could not believe
2: that we passed all of the sexy things and got the biggest robe we could find, and it was awesome.
3: Yeah, and so that's kind of the bow on the whole thing. Like we should have heard where we went to dinner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what we decided for dinner is on the gift card. It was not just Red Lobster. It was for like Red Lobster and the the whole suite, the whole like Red Lobster group, and so we. Decided that, you know, we're not big Red Lobster people, but we are like really pretty serious Olive Garden people. Oh, gee. And so that became our go-to. Yeah. So on Valentine's Day, we go to Olive Garden and we buy each other soft things. And you can't even make reservations at Olive Garden, which is like kind of rough.
3: Fight it out.
2: And that is our Valentine's Day tradition now. And that's kind of how it came about.
3: Yeah. So it's this combination of like this part of who we want to be and how we want to be together at, that goes back to that initial Valentine's Day and what was important to both of us in yeah. that time. That like after we talked about it and had the conversation, you were like, I just want to know that we're doing something thoughtful and intentional and that there's a plan here and that it's special to you because this is special to me. And the same, I was like, yeah, I want it to be special too, but I want it to be our kind of special. I want it to not be, not have to be this copy paste of all of this hype and and commercialism. And I'm like, I'm not like, you know, I get as it. It's my whole job is like commercialism. But like I get like I just in the same way want it to be something that is special to us. And there's so much pressure. I think this is a part that, that people don't necessarily understand is that like for all of the expectation that I feel like some people have a lot of like women are just fed this whole world of of expectation and then everything has to be better And this comparison, the like mirror of that on the guy side is how can I ever get it right? Mm. Like, how can I ever get something big enough or do enough or like how many roses is enough roses and how many is too many? And like, how do I know if like I am supposed to send them to the office? Is that embarrassing? Is that unprofessional? Is that good? Or like, Do I, maybe she doesn't like roses. I need to get a different kind of flower. And like, am I supposed to get chocolate? Do I have to get chocolate? Like, she doesn't really like chocolate, but am I supposed to just because it's Valentine's Day? And like, jewelry or not jewelry. And I don't really want to, like, we just kind of started dating. Do I need to spend a bunch of money on jewelry? And like, they all look bad. And they're all hearts. And like, like, I don't know. There's just, at what point in a relationship is it okay or good or normal to buy, like, lingerie for somebody? Like we've been married for a while. Is that something I feel uncomfortable buying lingerie? Like just going in and talking to the people. Like, is that a thing? Like all of this stuff is just running through guys' heads yeah. and it feels like a trap.
2: Well, and the lingerie thing is like, are you telling me I don't wear lingerie enough? Like it, is there so you know, it's many, like-
3: There's so <laughs> many like snares and and pitfalls and places to go wrong and to screw it up. And so often I think it's not- that guys don't want to be romantic. It's that the idea of what it looks like to be romantic is so distorted that it's impossible to put any like put anything personal behind it, I think, for a lot of guys. Mm. And and women too, I think. What does it look like for a woman to be romantic? Like, how does that work? That... Totally. but those things that like yeah i just think that the whole this whole and it comes it it happens all the time this is not new stuff this is like year-round it's and that's kind of the point right is it doesn't have to you don't just be romantic on valentine's day and that's the one day you cash in your we're like really in love card and then the rest of the time is like all downhill until you get back to february like no i think what we're trying to get at what we tried to understand is like, help me understand what's important on these particular days. And then most of our energy can go to making the other days really like meaningful and being romantic in real life, not in, you know, hyped up Valentine's life. Yeah,
2: I love that. And I really love our tradition now because it takes a lot of the pressure off. You know, it's, I'm not buying you like, I, I, I don't know what it looks like to be romantic for a guy because because there are less commercials about that. Totally. You know, it's like, I'm not going to buy you jewelry. It seems weird to buy you flowers. And I don't really like the chocolates that come in the heart-shaped boxes and are filled with like the weird green, pink goo stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do, let me know. I'll get I'll get you some. Totally. Um, it's, so having a category, like this is what we get for each other. Maybe it's like a book. Maybe it's, yeah. or maybe it's, you know, we do this a lot. We forego like physical gifts for experiences a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll go like, please don't buy me whatever. For me, it's, I always want a plane ticket. Like just, or or the promise of one, you know, it's let's plan something, let's do something or let's go to a really nice dinner. I'd rather have that than like most, Things usually. But I think the point is like, there aren't any rules. We get to decide. But if we don't decide and if we don't decide together, we're setting everybody up for failure. I think one of the fears, um, and I want to hear just what you have to say about this when it comes to all of the things that fall under this category of like special romantic, whatever, it's not just Valentine's Day, it's like date nights. Um, Like, who plans them? What are they? Mm -hmm. You know, what do we do? And um, I think that's a really common place to feel like you're failing as a couple at some point. You know, also like Christmas and birthdays and different things. I think that there's this feeling that it's not romantic if you have to tell someone what you want.
3: Right.
2: And I just want to hear like what you have to say about that.
3: Well, I think that if you want people to have the ability to be Creative, and you want somebody to have the ability to like dream a little bit, boundaries actually help. Boundaries are actually super helpful. Like some guidelines are really helpful in helping people eliminate all of the options and focus on how do I make something meaningful out of a few like choices that I have. And so it doesn't have to mean that you, and this is part of the conversation to go, I don't want to know all the things. Or if you do, I want to know all the things. I don't want to be surprised. I want us to talk about this so I know that we're on the same page. I'm like, cool. That's a choice. It's also a choice to say, you know what? Here are some options. Take these and run with them. Or here are some things that I like or some things that I don't like. Or here are some, I've been really meaning to do this. And you may have to like say it a couple of times or you may have to, you know, be more direct with certain people. That's part of like learning how you communicate with the other person. But if you, do, I think if you don't make yourself clear, if you really do have, this is a classic communication thing in, in married couples. And I, well, any couples, honestly, if you have a preference, but you don't state that preference, you don't get to be mad if that preference doesn't like get honored. You can't assume that somebody will just intuit your, your preference. Yeah. And if you have an opinion, if you have a, you know, particular desire want something to be done a certain way and you don't communicate that, then you don't get to be mad that it didn't just like magically get done the way that you wanted it to be done. And so that's a spectrum, right? Whatever that looks like for you and how particular you want to be or how, you know, specific about whatever the thing is. I really, I don't know. There's tons of examples. Like I really want jewelry. I really do want jewelry. And you have to be okay if somebody says, like, I don't even know, <laughs> or <laughs> that's like, okay, cool, you're going to get a toe ring this year. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, so yeah, no, I just really want a new toe ring. So,
2: writing that down.
3: Yeah. I can make that happen but, you. like, but learning to be mutually flexible together to both, it, it, to like, I think that. Paying attention and working together to find the version of that that works for both of you, right? This goes back to the thing of like the really lofty expectations. There's a balance to that. There's another side that your partner, your other person is experiencing. And are you making it easy for them to do the thing that you want and to like to make you happy or hard to make you happy? And I think that's the point is like, does it really mean more if they have to like jump through a whole bunch of hoops and guess and like solve a crossword to like figure out what you want? Is our job to make it doable and achievable and attainable to like make us happy and and please us or, or to make it really difficult? Yeah, I like that a lot.
2: Does anyone else find themselves craving more wholesome, nutritious food and snacks after the holidays? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my sweets, but sometimes I need a bit of a reset to get my energy levels back to the way that they were before. And I'm so excited because Thrive Market is helping me do just that. Thrive Market is my new go-to for buying groceries and household items like vitamins and personal care products. The best part is I can order everything online from my couch and it's quickly shipped right to my doorstep, saving me so much time. If this is your first time hearing about them, Thrive Market only carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, making it so much easier to maintain a healthy lifestyle. You can even use their on-site filters to fit your lifestyle needs. For example, you can look for low sugar alternatives, gluten-free items, or organic kid snacks. They have Annie's, Once Upon a Farm, Dave's Organic Bread, all staples in our weekly grocery trip. But they also have brands and products that I'd never heard of, which is awesome because I'm always looking for healthy and delicious things to feed the girls and myself. Thrive Market's not only a one-stop shop for basically everything on my grocery list, but it gave me tons of ideas of products I didn't even know about. And by becoming a Thrive Market member, I save money on all of my grocery orders. Along with saving money, you're also helping a family in need with Thrive Market's one-for-one membership matching program. So if you join, they give. Y'all, seriously, I look forward to my Thrive Market box every single time. They have an incredible product selection with brands that are better for you and for the planet. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com girlsnight for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com girlsnight. thrivemarket.com girlsnight. Friends, if you're looking for quick, delicious meal options that cut out the meal planning and cleaning, let me introduce you to Factor. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, offers pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals that are ready for you in minutes. They've seriously been a lifesaver when I need something easy to eat that doesn't lack substance or flavor. You guys know that I love Italian food, and Factor has been serving up some really, really yummy pastas lately. There's no grocery shopping with Factor or prepping or cleanup involved, and you can get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered right to your door. The meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. I love that they're cheaper than takeout, but still taste just as good as food that you would buy at a restaurant. They even have options like cold-pressed juices, smoothies, and energy bites available. You can get as much or little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. And if you need to pause or reschedule your deliveries, you can do that too. If you're short on time this season, you need to give Factor a try. They make eating well so easy, and their meals are always fresh and full of flavor. I'm so happy I found them. Head to factormeals.com girlsnight50 and use code girlsnight50 to get 50% off. That's code girls Night 50 at FactorMeals.com slash GIRLSNIGHT50 to get 50% off. Factor, thank you so much for sponsoring our Girls' Night. We love having you. There are a couple essentials I need to have when hosting a Girls' Night with my friends. One of those essentials is pizza, because what is a Girls' Night without it, Honestly. Another essential is ambiance. I like to make sure that my living room feels cozy and smells amazing so everyone feels right at home. To help me do the latter, I've been using my brand new Notes candle, who also happens to be our amazing sponsor for today's episode. I've been loving this brand. Their candles seriously smell amazing, but what's even more amazing is that they are on mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels with their more earth-friendly option. Did you know that there are almost 2 billion candles sold each year? And almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Talk about wasteful. But thankfully, Notes does things differently with their refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. I love this because it's way more sustainable than buying a new candle jar every time you go to the store and you don't have to feel guilty about throwing your old candle jars in the trash. Plus it's so easy to do and actually really fun. You just place the wick they provide you in your reusable notes jar. You fill it up with wax beads, light your candle and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. Then once you're ready for a new candle you just repeat the same steps. They have 13 incredible fragrances to choose from which are all handcrafted by fragrance experts at the notes home base in South Carolina. I am obsessed with their vanilla and pepperwood scent. It's cozy and warm and homey and perfect for a girls night. But they also have other amazing fragrances like oat milk and balsam berry, citrus and fresh basil and bamboo and water lily. I cannot wait to try a new one for every season. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash girls night. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code GIRLSNIGHT. Just use code GIRLSNIGHT when placing your order. That's code GIRLSNIGHT at notescandle.com slash GIRLSNIGHT. I wanted, one of the things that Kate asked was kind of what are our like traditions are for different holidays. And so I want to run through a few of them because we really have taken this Valentine's Day thing and like used the same kind of method in so many different, because like I said, there is opportunity for disappointment constantly if you don't, or comparison if you don't kind of talk through this. And so um, I think maybe the next thing is like probably my birthday. Mm -hmm. That's been a tricky one. I'm a big birthday person.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think that one of the things I've been learning about my birthday in the last handful of years is um, one, I like experiences. So we, for, you know, a handful of years, had to take a little break the last couple of years, some things going on. Um, but we would do like a hotel night.
3: Yeah. And
2: I really liked that. Right. And it just felt like a mini vacation. Sometimes we would drive to like, I think we went to Chattanooga one year and like that's two and a half hours. We went to Birmingham, that's three and a half hours. Like we just, I like that. It's just concentrated time together. We're gone for like 24 hours. It doesn't have to be expensive, um, but it makes me feel special. And
3: that's a really good example of that flexibility, uh, that like mutual flexibility of like I really want to do, I want to do something new. I want to go somewhere new. And sometimes that's okay. We're going to like go to a hotel here Mm -hmm. and like, find way and then it's like okay i don't have to think about all the million things we could do i just have like my criteria is are we going to go somewhere new and is it going to feel new and special
1: mm-hmm.
3: and or and you have to though also be flexible of like not believing this is the year we're going to paris <laughs> like you're just setting yourself up and i don't mean that in like a bad way but like are it's the same thing just the introspective version of like Am I making myself easy to please? Right? Mm-hmm. Am I am I approaching this with an attitude of like I need to be impressed or am I approaching this from an ad, with like, with an attitude of I am easy to please? I'm going to like I'm going to join my partner in making this great.
2: Yeah. I really like that. So we, that's kind of what we started doing a couple of years ago.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think that there are there are times for, let's go to Paris. And if you ever want to surprise me and take me to Paris for my birthday, you know that that's totally welcome.
3: Totally.
2: <laughs> um, but I mean, also, we just haven't been in that place for the last...
3: Yeah, it's same, not that like, it's not, it's not, I'm not trying, don't hear what I'm not saying of like, I'm not trying to lower the bar for the sake of lowering the bar and like setting low expectations because they're easy to meet, right? I'm saying that there is a mutual benefit to learning to dream within the bounds and learning to be satisfied and happy within the bounds of what's realistic for where you are at this moment in time. Yeah. Right? Like there are certain things that like just aren't very feasible given everything else that we have going on in our lives. And that's okay. Yeah, It's okay to for that to be part of where we are right now and to go because of where we are right now, this is what the version of this looks like for us. And to find beauty in that. I think this goes all the way back to the Red Lobster thing of like, it wasn't about this because we had gone on a lot of dates and stuff like that, but we weren't making a ton of money at the time. We were both working at this nonprofit and that was like, and we're trying to like...
2: I think at the time you were saving... I probably
3: was saving for a ring. And so there's all these other factors that go into (laughs) it. And sometimes you go, you know what? We, it helps you appreciate all the different, the different pieces uh, of it. And I think that shouldn't be lost. There is a world where guys are lazy (laughs) and don't think about how to do something special and don't think about how to like get to the, you know, to to take what's available to them and make something really great about it. And I'm not trying to get off the hook um, or let those people off the hook because it's... But I do think I understand why that happens. And it's because if you feel like you can never win, what's the point? Yeah. You know, if you feel like everybody's... You're just going to be disappointed. Okay. Like, I don't know.
2: Might as well not try and not
3: fail yeah. then. It sucks. So. But like, that's really... I I, I understand it. I'm not making excuses for it. I just understand it.
2: Yeah. I think one of the things that we have also learned over the years is, and this is more about like date nights, we haven't really in the last, I guess there was a minute there where we, I think had date nights every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was a while ago. I don't remember if it was Tuesdays. But we haven't been regular every week date night people in like years. Right. And I know that that works for a lot of people. In theory, we're like, yeah, we're in for that. In practice, we like don't have it in us to get dressed and go out and yeah. you know do a big thing once a week. And so, anyway, I wanted to say that just in case, because I know that that's really commonly passed around relationship advice that like you need you a need really a good, solid yeah. weekly date night. And I, just I think, think
3: it's a moment of dedicated, like, intentional connection.
2: Well, and so that's what I was going to say is we decided a long time ago. I know we've shared this before. We've had just wonderful vacations and dates and things like like I said, we love food, we love beautiful things. Yeah. Like we, uh, that's something we really, really appreciate and value is great experiences. So we've had our fair share, but we kind of discovered pretty early on that our favorite dates together were usually us going to Chick Fil A, and or someplace like really, really casual.
3: Planting seeds, Red Lobster.
2: What? Just going someplace really casual, like Red Lobster, and just having a, like eating there, having a conversation with each other, just taking all the pressure off. And then usually we go like walk around Target or something afterwards. And I feel like we've had our fun, our, our funniest conversations, some of our best conversations. It, it when, when the night or the day is just lower key. Um, yeah. And I, I remember we were in Hawaii at this gorgeous, gorgeous hotel. And I remember thinking, there's like today has felt hard for some reason. And I feel like our last Chick-fil-A date was more fun than this day in Hawaii. And it was just a weird day. Right. But it really is. I'm the kind of person that can put a ton of pressure on something and that can zap it of a lot of its joy. And so I have to really battle that on vacations and on, you know, fancy dates. Whereas there aren't any expectations for a really casual date, And so I feel like I'm just able to enjoy it more.
3: Yeah, there are for sure times to do activities and to go do new things and to mix it up and to experience something that you haven't done before. And I think that's an important dynamic and and a really good practice is to do new things together. But it doesn't have to be all the time. Everything doesn't have to be a new thing. Sometimes it is when you don't have to think about you know, the setting and what you're doing, you don't actually care about how you look that much. Then you can focus on other stuff. It just frees up your brain a little bit and frees up your attention and your emotions. And and there's something to be said for eliminating some of the noise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Lindsay. see, my birthday. For our anniversary, we pretty consistently do a, hotel night, mm-hmm. and a nice dinner, and we don't really do anniversary presents, do we?
3: No, not really. It's like just a just a choice. It's in the middle of like others, other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're usually traveling somewhat in the summer and 4th of July, and so there's other things going on. And so we just try and carve out a little bit of time in the chaos and again, have it be special, not like we where it's so many other things going on, usually in the middle of the summer.
2: Yeah, but that's something that we don't, like, we don't skip that ever. Totally. it's That's always, always something that we carve out time for. It's not a maybe, it's an always. Um And it can be different, like, sizes. You know, usually it's, you know, a close by kind of, like, hotel or something, you know, or we're right. visiting your parents and we sneak off for a night and yeah. something like that. And then I think the the other thing I'd love to talk about is uh Thanksgiving and Christmas real quick, okay, um, just because I know that the the thing that I love about all of this is that we get to define this for ourselves, yeah, we get to say what's important to us and then we get to act accordingly. um and I feel like we've done that probably with the most creativity at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So maybe let's talk about Thanksgiving and kind of how we how we celebrate it, okay. You want to go?
3: How do we celebrate? <laughs>
2: um, well, one of the things that we've done uh, in the past is we have done it with both of our families. We, you guys were so gracious to invite my family out from Colorado to come and spend Thanksgiving with you yeah. um, in Indianapolis, and so it made our Thanksgiving huge. But that's a really important holiday for you guys. It's been one that my family hasn't really loved for
3: yeah,
2: like we, uh, my grandparents. Um, my my dad's parents lived in Colorado uh, with us or by us, and so we always celebrated Thanksgiving with them. But they passed away when I was pretty young, and so then it was just us at Thanksgiving, and I didn't love that. Yeah. And so I think if it were up to me, I probably would have just skipped Thanksgiving. It just felt like there was just like something missing every year. And so getting to join in with the Wilsons and you guys love Thanksgiving, and it's always a huge deal.
3: Big eaters, big
2: eaters. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> And then to be able to invite my family into it too has been yeah. really cool. And so I think that's also something that we get to decide is like what size holiday is this for us?
3: Yeah, there's this piece of like, this is just kind of how my, I don't know how it began and kind of I think organically of like just, yeah, of course you can come to Thanksgiving and like not before Steph and before Steph's family of just like friends and and people of, uh Was just kind of one of became one of those things where yeah come on and we just kept adding chairs to the table you know and so I think it became this natural extension to just go why why choose why have to decide why can't we just do this together and I think that that's this attitude of that goes two ways it's just that why choose and and not everybody that's tricky but really it's an option. To just be, you know, a lot of people make a big deal about having to choose around Thanksgiving and Christmas, and so just every once in a while, nope, <laughs> just everybody go together, and um, that's something that we did even even when I was growing up. You know, there were moments of, of that, but also there's, it's one of those places where I think we just get into whether it's it's traditions or just habits or just the way that things have always been done. We forget that we can do it differently. We forget that we can offer a different, you know, alternative to the way things have been done. And it's not, it's every family is different. That there are some things that are, you know, this is the way we do things. And some families that are, this is the way we do things. And some that are more, you know, go with the flow or whatever. But I think, there's a lot of, with your family in particular, this Thanksgiving example, I don't know that it was very intentional, like way ahead of time. I think that when we talk about all of the things, marriage planning and, and starter kit and all this stuff, is what do you do in this situation? And that you can plan a bunch of things out, but you can't plan all the things and your family won't be ready to plan all the things and it'll just be hypothetical. And so sometimes you just have to realize in the moment, I think that like, oh, we're we're doing that now. Like now the things that we're deciding are things that have the opportunity to be the new way that we do things or for us to do something different or to not. Like we could have had some conversation way back when and said, okay, when they get married, The first Thanksgiving, we're going to go to my family. And the second, we're going to go to your family. And by the time you actually get to Thanksgiving, that's all out the window. And so you can either get upset that it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go, or you can just roll with it and say, oh, we're planning it now. Like now now is the time when we're deciding what we do this year.
2: And every tradition had a year one. Totally. So it's like you can... So we probably did... Thanksgiving with my family flying out to you guys probably three times.
3: Yeah, something like that.
2: Um, and like that's, it became this really beautiful thing. I mean, then COVID happened and the girls were born. And so now we make more people come to us. But uh, that's why it didn't continue in exactly that form. But yeah. there's a first year for everything. right? I think, you know, Christmas for me has always been super, super important and I just love it. I want to be so present for it. I want all of December to feel like magic. And I think that in some ways, I, in the last couple of years, I've had like a bit of a epiphany, I guess, about Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think that when we're growing up, we Christmas is is done for us. You know, it's it's something that our parents are putting together. It's, you know, I saw a lot of things this year about like, like Christmas magic is like basically like mom and dad or mom, you know, and all the stuff that she's doing after everyone's going to bed. Um, So I think that there's, you know, a long time where like when it comes to Christmas, you're really receiving and you're receiving the plans that other people have made and like you're just a participant along for the ride. And last year we had, or I guess two years ago now, we had just a series of things happen that like kind of messed up our Christmas plans. And I remember just being really, like kind of taken aback by it and and bummed out. And there were all these things that I thought were gonna happen for Christmas that didn't really happen because because I hadn't, because I didn't really take very much initiative. And so I kind of just was hoping that Christmas would feel this certain way. And and I was looking around being like, why doesn't it feel this way? It's because I didn't really participate. Um, And so this year, you know, the last couple of years, there've been all kinds of things about the holidays that are really unpredictable. You know, this last year was travel, you know, the year before it was Omicron, wait, you know, there are just all kinds of things. But this last year, I spent some time thinking about the things that make Christmas feel really magical to me. Mm -hmm. And I just decided that I was going to be the captain of those things. And it doesn't mean that I'm the captain of everything, but it just was like, I love zoo lights. I just love it. And so I made sure that we got tickets in Denver and in Nashville. We went to lights twice. I really wanted to do Christmas pajamas. Your mom started that tradition um, and we weren't gonna be with them on actual Christmas. And so I was like, I'm not letting that not happen because Kathy Wilson's not here. We're doing Christmas jammies. And so I ordered them like a month in advance. And um, we did Christmas cookies because also having kids, I realized like this was the first year that the girls could do something like that. And it just sort of clicked in my head that it was like now is the time. Like this is this is when some of these Christmas traditions.
1: This
3: is year one.
2: This is year one. Yeah. Like I get to decide what we what we do as a family. And and I think part of it, you know, as you're creating these different traditions for yourself, you get to invite, you get to decide what to add. You also get mm. to decide what to toss out. Like we didn't do any ornaments this year because we were like we have two two year olds. Like yeah. nobody wants to play that game. And so we just didn't we just didn't put up a single ornament, um, but we did all kinds of other things and And so I think that was just really empowering for me this year to decide that not only do we as a family get to make our own traditions, but me as Stephanie, I get to make traditions even just for myself. Like yeah. I can say, on my birthday, I start the day by taking myself here or by taking or deciding that you and I are going to go here. I can make those decisions, but that also I get to set that tone for our family in a lot of ways too. And then we get to also as a couple. Yeah. Last question. What happens if you and your spouse have like different opinions about how a holiday should be spent? Like if it's really important to me to do Christmas at my parents' house and it's also really important to you to do Christmas at your parents' house or if I think... Valentine's Day should be celebrated with yeah. a brand new piece of jewelry every year because that's what my parents did or something. Right. No, it's not true. But, and then you think Valentine's Day is stupid. Also, not totally, a little true. Not totally true.
3: I don't think Valentine's Day itself is stupid. Let's get, be clear about this. Sorry, excuse me. I think that all of the extra that's been added on yeah. to sell chocolate and overpriced flowers yeah, is stupid. Yeah.
2: But yeah, so what do we do if like, Something is important to us.
3: and It's not any different than any other part of your relationship. If something like where there's a disagreement about what's important. So it's not exclusive to, I think, holidays. I think it's if you believe that if it's really important to you, that the laundry be done a certain way, and it's not important to me, then we have a conversation about it and we figure out like what actually, like, what's the most honoring thing? Is it like, do I just suck it up? And this is totally hypothetical, but like, do I just say, I know this is ridiculous, but like, yeah, I'll do that. If that's really, if it's really that important to you, like we constantly are given this choice between, is this a point where we're going to, take a stand or I'm going to like take the opportunity to just honor the person. And I think this is a really important thing that honor is such a unrecognized part of every healthy relationship. We talk about love and we talk about trust and we talk about, you know, a lot of other Words, but I think that honor doesn't get brought up very much. And the best way that I can describe, there's a lot, but one of the ways that honor is realized is that honor is about valuing the person over the request. The requestor is more important than the request. And so I may think the request is really dumb, but I don't think you're dumb. (laughs) I mean, think the request is really stupid and ridiculous, but you are not stupid and ridiculous. And so I will go along with the stupid, ridiculous request because of my honor and, and to honor the person because I love and, and respect the person making the request. And that's not, a, you know, there's a big piece of that. How do we mutually honor each other? If you keep asking me to do ridiculous things just for the sake of doing ridiculous things. Or like if we really took a step back and objectively talked about it, understand why this is important to you and what part of it is really important to you. I think we would come to a place where there's understanding in the nuance and it doesn't have to be so absolute. Like not everything has to be so absolute. There's room for understanding and compromise and figuring out a scenario that Allows us both to underst like agree on how something you know how we go um but I think beginning with that place of of honor and and honoring the requester more you know than the request is a good place to start
2: yeah, I really like that, and I like also the idea of, I mean, just really fit. What is, what about this is important to you? And being able to really identify that because, you know, for the Christmas example, like if it's really important to you to wake up on Christmas morning, you know, be with your family and do the whole Christmas morning thing. Well, like I would say that's important to both of us. We have for years just done more than one Christmas. And I couldn't tell you on any given year, we usually swap between families. We'll do one family leading up to Christmas, and then we'll do Christmas morning with them. We usually fly on Christmas, like in the afternoon or something. And then we usually will do like second Christmas the next day. But I couldn't tell you which year was like actual Christmas. Like we just have several each year. And it's, we just pretend and just do it all over again. And it's so special. And so I, I think that knowing that like, when we can figure out what the actual thing is, what's really important, and then take some of the the parameters off of it, like peel back some of the the rules. Be like, okay, well, what if we can have two Christmas mornings? Right. Well, like one of them's not technically Christmas morning, but I have a feeling you're probably not going to remember which one. Yeah. If you give it a couple years. And you get to decide. You get to decide whether that's a deal breaker for you or not. Or you can decide, you know, having two Christmas, you know, each of us having Christmas morning with our families is important to both of us. So let's have it be important to both of us and let's do both and both decide to like really show up and participate.
3: Yeah, this is probably a different different episode (laughs) (laughs) of the podcast. But the more we're able to transition our own happiness and satisfaction and fulfillment into our ability like to be flexible versus somebody else's ability to be accommodating, like, we're going to be a lot better off. So if I can trade my own flexibility around those situations, or if I can teach myself to be more flexible in those situations and not be reliant on other people's ability to accommodate me and to, for them to be flexible, for me to be happy, then I'm going to be happy a lot more often. If, if you're very particular and you want to be very particular, then you either have to deal with being disappointed a lot that other people weren't being willing to be your particular brand of particular or find somebody that has no will <laughs> <laughs> and just will do whatever you say and deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. But if you want someone who has opinions, sometimes their opinions are going to be different than yours and you're going to have to learn to like you guys have to figure it out and sometimes that means you do things differently and they do things differently. Yeah. And your collective ability to agree on how to do things differently and embrace the fact that you can do things differently means you'll be happier more often than not.
2: That's good. I like that. <laughs> um okay, so we're we're running out of time or we're out of time um but just to kind of finish up if there is anyone listening who is newlywed, or um, whatever if, that means, whatever that means, or if you're anywhere kind of in the years, but listen, hey, okay. um, if know. you're anywhere in the in kind of the transition into marriage, I think the reason that this course is so important to me is because I feel like I was just talking to somebody about this when you're engaged everyone's in your corner and everyone's asking you questions and giving you advice and talking to you and and you just are so not alone. But it's like, kind of as soon as you get married, it feels like people sort of forget about you or just sort of move on or don't know what questions to ask you. They say like, so how's married life? And you get to decide whether you say it's great or whether this is the moment or the person that you want to talk to about something hard that may be happening. Um, I know that for a lot of couples, they're like, this is good. I'm like this is good. It's going well, I think. I mean, I I don't totally know what I'm doing or we don't know what we're doing, but we think it's going well and, you know, but we don't know what to base that off of. Or we're kind of struggling in a a couple ways, but it seems really early to decide to sign up for like full-on counseling. Like, is it too early? I don't know. There just isn't, there just isn't a lot for couples after you get married. And it is an enormous life transition. Like one of the biggest transitions you ever go through in life. And just over the last handful of years, it has just not sat well with me that we just leave. Like there's premarital counseling, but there's not, after you're already married, let's give you a hand through this. And I just think that that's really needed. And so that's why we created this course. And um, if you think it sounds like it's up your alley, we'd love for you to join us.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't have access to premarital counseling or in, in a way that's meaningful and will connect with them. I think, like we said before, that even if you do, it's not going to hit the same because you've never done it before. You've never experienced a lot of the same things. And so that transition from, well, if this happens then, is versus this is happening, <laughs> now what, yeah. is really meaningful yeah. and, and is why we think that this is really important because it it's not the, I don't know. You're not, the parts of marriage that we need people to help us navigate aren't hypotheticals.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's just hard to do ahead of time.
2: Um, Again, all the info will be, on my website, I'll make sure it's really easy to find um, stephanie stephaniemaywilson.com. Easy for me to say. Um, Carl, thanks for coming on the show.
3: Yeah, babies are coming home.
2: Okay, all right, we're gonna go get them. Thanks, guys. Friends, isn't Carl amazing? I just love him, and I'm so happy that you got to hear our conversation. Now, don't forget that if you ever want to find the links for anything we talk about in our Girls' Night episodes, you can always find those over in our show notes just head over to girlsnightpodcast.com and you'll find links for everything, including links for the Marriage Starter Kit and the Love Your Single Life courses. Don't forget, registration for both courses is open this week only, and we would love to have you join us. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode, but we have so much good stuff ahead this season. And with that in mind, now is the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed. Subscribing to the show is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. I won't send you an email or anything. Just make sure your phone downloads the latest episode when a new one's released. And I did want to take a quick second to ask you all a favor. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've been a Girls' Night fan for a while now, would you take just two quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? Those reviews help out our podcast so much and it really would mean the world to me. So if you take two quick seconds to do that, I'd be so grateful. Friends, thank you so much for joining me for Girls' Night. I'll see you next week.
1: All right, friends, thank you so much for listening today. Now, don't forget to go visit Girls Night with Stephanie Mae Wilson by searching for the show in your podcast app and hitting follow to listen to more of her amazing episodes.
0: And surprise, we actually have two more episodes dropping later today. So make sure you hit the follow button on this feed so you do not miss them. Or, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, they may already be there for you. Either way, it is Valentine's Day and we love you. So we wanted to give you a little something extra. Thanks for joining us and we will see you again soon.